Welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? It's episode six of the Power Moves Only podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this episode with an incredible guest, Sally McGrath, who is an advocate and an educator for preventative health, empowering high achievers to make sustainable changes to the way that they work, live, and to prevent burning out. She's an author, a keynote speaker, and she has spent three decades in business training, developing and managing teams. But in 2014, Sally experienced life-changing burnout, preventing her from working for two years. It was the challenge to overcome the acute burnout that inspired Sally to take her message to individuals and through workplaces to create greater awareness about the serious nature of burnout and the associated mental health implications that were not spoken about. Sally now supports professional women to become aware of the signs of burnout that insidiously accumulate over time. Her message is about removing that shame and removing the mask of burnout to create sustainable strategies to firstly treat and secondly prevent burning out and the suffering associated. Her private coaching practice, Health That Heals, supports high achievers to treat and prevent burnout. Now, if you're a woman in business listening to this, I would guess that you have experienced those feelings of extreme exhaustion on the way to burning out. It's something that's super common. And to have Sally on the show today sharing her experience of how to prevent it, how to treat it, and more importantly, to spread awareness of how we can change the way that we do business, the way that we run our lives to avoid it, is absolutely priceless. I hope you enjoy this episode. Sally McGrath, welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. How are you? Thank you, Claudia. I'm fabulous, actually. Yeah, the sun is shining and um, it's another fabulous day in my business and chatting to you. What more could I wish for? <laughs> oh, well, likewise. I'm really excited um, to have you on the podcast today. And, you know, um, I'd really love to understand and for you to share with the Power Moves community who you are, what you stand for and what your business is all about. Thanks, Claudia. Um, well, and hello, Power Moves community. What an amazing community to be a part of as well. Um, I have an awareness of that. And um, so uh, I guess basically what I wanted to um, create awareness about today, Claudia, um, is my I, my area of genius, which is, um, which is burnout. Um, and ideally prevention. Um, awareness and in um, in some in, in sadly quite a lot of cases uh, treatment so um, and burnout is something that what I find is 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 becoming more and more prevalent uh, it's been around for a long long time uh, but I think it's been identified now by the World Health Organization which is quite quite a powerful uh, acknowledgement uh, whilst it's not an illness, it's a condition. 
mm. and and specifically um, around work um, related stress that's not been uh, successfully managed. And Sally, I think we can all um, agree that there are so many times I've certainly heard in my life. I've probably said it myself. Uh, where people go, oh, I'm just feeling really burnt out at the moment. We use the language in a way sometimes that I think is quite flippant. Can you be a little bit more specific and and explain what actually is burnout? Yeah, it's a great um, a great question, comment, Claudia, because people we are tending now to use burnout as a verb. I'm burnt mm-hmm. out, as you said. Um, and I think it's we need to be really careful with that because whilst there is excessive stress and pressure, um, there is quite a difference between between burnout and burning out. So ultimately, uh, there is there is burnout in multiple areas of um, life. Specifically, the area that I work in is work related burnout, and and that is um, that that is. In, in congruence with um, excessive stress, leading to absolutely um, extreme exhaustion, and um, and you tend to um, disassociate and disconnect. So they would be three fundamentals that that I would like to um, to create awareness around uh, in being able to identify burnout. There's many many more symptoms um, and signs. Uh, and in, and this for, in this format, um, I I preface that with that they're general. Um, each person does present differently with um, with burnout. And I think particularly for uh, whether you know it's workplaces or you're running a business, it's not just being aware of um, your own susceptibility to burning out or um, facing extreme stress, but it's also being really cognizant of the people around you, your teams, your um, partners that you work with. What do you think are some of the really important foundations to have in place, particularly when you're running a business, to avoid you and your employees burning out? Yeah, definitely. Um, awareness is, I, I cannot stress awareness enough. Um, and, you know, just knowing those general signs and symptoms, um, which just, just briefly to elaborate a bit more on. So um, if you if you find um, there's a, um, an increase in, in negativity, some cynicism, uh, disconnection, um, dishevelment, you know, grooming in someone that is generally well-groomed, well-presented, has a pride, and see those those little things slipping. And it tends to happen gradually. Um, definitely um, that, that could be, you know, an initial sign to, um, to burnout. And I think it's also the awareness creates conversation. Mm. And I know that the workplaces that I've been um, working through and and speaking to about burnout, they're now opening conversations quite freely um, throughout the varying levels of responsibility. So from, um, you know, the receptionist at the front door to, in in some cases, uh, especially the law firms that I work in, the managing partners, the partners, and um, so there's that open dialogue um, and not indifferent, you know, burnout is very closely associated with mental health. 
So it's 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 a similar conversation that really needs to to be opened up, and I am seeing that um, more and more with workplaces that are embracing the need to manage and prevent burnout in their in their environments. And Sally, I think you know also that can translate into um, people who are leading teams or you know um, establishing businesses, building businesses. Um, and I think for a lot of women who are wearing multiple hats, as we all do, whether that's business owner, um, you know, staff member, um, sister, daughter, mum, you know, friend, partner, whatever that looks like, um, I've certainly noticed in running my business for the last four or five years that there have been times where I feel deeply depleted and I go, there is something not quite right. And then there are other times that I notice that in my friends and in my colleagues and starting to broach that conversation can sometimes be uh, pretty sensitive and pretty delicate. What advice would you have for people who might be witnessing a friend or a colleague experiencing that and they want to approach it but in a sensitive way? Yeah, great question. And it is sensitive. Um, no one really wants to be, you know, told, hey, you're burning out. There's a, there's an issue. You need to do something about it. Mm. Um, definitely. And it, interesting, I do see this, um, this approach a lot in women because generally speaking, women do tend to come forward um, and, and seek some support first. But women tend to do this a lot with um, their partners, um, you know, male influences in their life as well. Um, but I think if, if you're starting to see someone struggling, um, lead with empathy. You know, that is that is probably one of my mantras in business, lead with mm. empathy. You don't know, you know, where that person is at that particular point um, in the day, in the minute. And um, I think lead with empathy empathy, and also consider how you'd like to be spoken to and, and your communication, um, how it's received. So reframing um, the conversation, I think, is a great way to go. Okay, Claudia, I can see that you, um, you're struggling. Um, how would I talk to myself? And then replay it. So something that I find really, really um powerful and really um, nurturing is to do a walk and talk. So, you know, you might um, have a girlfriend, a parent, a, you know, a colleague, a boss even say, hey, you know, let's go for a walk, you know, grab a coffee if you feel that's appropriate. Um, just go for a walk. It's, mm. it's, a, it's a really neutral way to engage. And the thing that I find too is Walking side by side is much, much more um, comfortable for both parties to have a conversation um, without that intensity of um, eye contact. Mm. And it is a it is a subject that is a sensitive subject, um, and you don't know how someone is going to respond or react. So I think just opening a conversation with open-ended questions saying, you know, um, keep it, I think keep it focused again to something neutral. So, for example, it might be at work. Um, how are you finding, you know, this project, this caseload? Um, 
how's the new um how's your new assistant going what what something that is common that you're both aware of in the workplace um or you know if it is if it is a friend you know how is you know how are things going with your partner or you know how's your child enjoying school relate it to something fairly neutral that you're demonstrating an understanding and awareness of and um and what what I tend to see is that um the conversation then opens Mm. and 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 then it becomes two ways and I think the key thing is to continue to listen um when when somebody is struggling generally speaking the last thing they want is for you to go oh we'll do this do this do this Mm. and then we've fixed it um they really need to download um and in in a way purge what's you know going on if they feel that's safe and I think in a walk and talk situation, I truly believe there's not much a walk and talk can't fix, but <laughs> there's two things. And I think there's the power of silence also when you're walking, that there isn't such a need to fill space. Whereas when you're sitting from across across from each other and you're making eye contact, often there's this, this human desire to, oh, it's silent now. It's, it's my time to talk. Whereas walking actually gives you that space and grace to observe the nature around you, to take in some fresh air, to really demonstrate that you can listen um, and, and leave spots of silence. But something I heard a few years ago, um, they did research into, um, when you are walking in a forward motion, which we generally do, unless you're a, a really good backwards reverse walker, but when we are walking and talking, our brain is more geared towards progress because we're gaining momentum as we're physically moving our body forward. And I find that sometimes when you are walking with someone and having a conversation, whether it is broaching something like seeing if someone is okay or whether they are feeling like they're burning out or um, bouncing around a new work idea or getting feedback from someone, um, being able to insert that movement into it that really gets us out of that stagnant environment, which could either be in the workplace, it could be over Zoom, which you know I think we've seen over the last few years how much can be lost in translation over a video call. Um, and so I love that idea of the walk and talk and really using that as a powerful tool to have more powerful conversations. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Space and grace, I love that phrase too, Claudia. Me too. I can't take credit for it. I heard <laughs> I heard a lady tell me that um, maybe five years ago, th- those were her words for the year, space and grace. And I thought, God, that's so beautiful. It's, you know it really paints that picture for you. Um, But Sally, I would love to know, how did you arrive at today? How did you discover this work in burnout and now have this desire to share that uh, experience and expertise with people who might be suffering from it? This this question, and it's come up so frequently um, in the last six months, is is one that actually makes me... um, it provokes a lot of memories, mm. um, some some amazing and some also quite confronting, I'll be completely honest, Claudia. Um, I think but the overarching thing is that um, you can overcome burnout. Mm. And um, 
my my experience with burnout is firsthand mm. um not once but three times mm. <laughs> as i say perhaps i was a slow learner um but i think the, the important thing to highlight there is that um i tried every quick fix um i possibly could the you know the extra vitamins more coffee um de-stressing with wine you know picking up with coffee um I tried it all lotions potions meditations everything um as every possible thing I could to keep going and um I think the other thing is it's important to know um certainly from lived experience burnout's not fixed and certainly didn't fix me from um reducing my workload or changing jobs for some people um, and it certainly wasn't reduced in um, taking a holiday. Holiday was amazing. I chilled out for three weeks in a beautiful retreat. Beautiful. I'd go back tomorrow, but mm-hmm. it didn't fix my burnout. Um, so the third time the, the, the burnout experience was compounded and it actually took me a good two years to, um, to get out of the burnout, um, I guess, out of the acute burnout phase. Um, rebuild, put myself back together uh, mentally and physically um, and restore my health. So that lived experience is definitely where I get my inspiration, Mm. motivation from. Um, And and that's where I thought, well, wow, if I've been through this, Sarah, other women that I'm sure, and men, men experience burnout as well, that um, have, you know, walked in these shoes, walk in these shoes, um, and would resonate with my my message and, and my experience. And um, I just would love for as many women as possible um, to prevent burning out. Uh, in As I say, in the worst case, treat it, but treat it where you can apply uh, sustainable and preventative strategies in going forward. We can be ambitious. We can, you know, fulfil goals and, and achieve success uh, but not at the cost of our um, our health and our, our holistic well-being and, and our lives. I think sustainability is such a big part of that conversation, Sally, around, you know, whether it's a, around burnout, whether it's about, um, you know, a new fitness uh, regime, whether it's about wanting to progress in our careers, we want to go from zero to hero so quickly so that we can get where we want to go. We want that instant gratification and actually peeling back and really slowing down and saying, what does sustainable look like? And I know that it's going to look like something different for each person. What do you find is a really helpful um, tip for people who might be experiencing burnout um, or who are burnt out? What is something that they need to consider in terms of sustainable change what what does sustainable change look like Mm. and and sustainable is a is a really um powerful word it just needs to be adhered to um in in the true sense of the meaning of the word um sustainable um strategies as i apply um and, and and educate are very much around identifying the habits and behaviours that have contributed to the burnout situation because it's a culmination of learned, conditioned habits and behaviours that we've just become, um, we've become hardwired. Mm. And 
and we just do things without even thinking, you know, subconsciously. Um, so it's it's really finding out what they are and rewiring, essentially rewiring some of our neural pathways to reframe, as I call it, those habits and behaviours and crowd out um, those habits and behaviours that aren't serving us and work out how to go, okay, well, what's the positive part of that that I can use or take forward to reframe? If it's completely um, destructive, then we'll we'll work through strategies to remove it um, through awareness techniques. Um, But I think really doing an audit of of those habits and behaviours and fundamentally acknowledging that there are perfectionist traits. Perfectionism is one of the most key components to burnout that I see in people every single day Um, included. I call myself a recovering perfectionist. Um, So, yeah, definitely um, auditing an audit of habits and and really um, acknowledging if you are showing perfectionist traits. And and that will show up through um, procrastination, uh, delivering at the last minute, you're you're nodding, you're smiling. <laughs> Resonate too. I have to catch myself now. I'm not. I'm I'm very careful how I use the word perfect. Yes. Um, which is why I say recovering perfectionist. Sally, there's two things that I really loved um, of what you said there. The the one, the first one is auditing your habits and your behaviours. And I think that as a foundation is a wonderful tool for anybody in their life that finds themselves not living their best life, whether it's a an audit of their daily habits of, you know, do I like the fact that I sleep into the last minute, roll out of bed, double espresso shot, quickly I'm on the bus to the city, I'm racing, I'm racing all day. Um, and I, I actually, I had this exercise that I love to use and I've used it for a long time now. And it's two columns and the left column is what would I be doing if I was my most confident self? And the other side is what would I be doing if I wasn't my most confident self? And so like my most confident side is all about, you know, waking up early in the morning, getting my exercise in, getting in the sunshine, going for a swim, meeting a friend for a coffee. And, you know, the other column is doom scrolling my Instagram the first moment I wake up, drinking 58 coffees before nine o'clock. And you realize very quickly that you've started to accept average as normal. You accept that drinking that many coffees before nine o'clock is just normal. And the fact that you crash by 12 o'clock is normal. Um, and, you know, not using labels like, and, and I loved how you use this language of showcasing um, perfectionist tendencies. You're not saying to someone, you are a perfectionist. You're saying you might be showcasing some of this behavior and that it can manifest in, manifest in ways that, we might not have expected, which procrastination I think is one of the big ones because sometimes we say, you know, I'm not a perfectionist. I just, you know, want, I just do things 50% and that's okay. But how long does it take you to do the 50% because you're putting it off because there's something getting in your way. So I just, I really loved those two points because I just think they're so foundational to the way that we operate. 
Definitely. And there's there's a point there too um, that you that you focused on too, Claudia, normal. Mm. One of the one of the coaching tips and strategies that that I explore in more detail is the use of the word normal. Mm. Um, and it just rolls off the tongue. We're so used to it. Uh, and again, it's a word that I'm very, very careful of using. Um, there, in my mind, there is no normal. And I think once you start to normalise some of these, these signs and these symptoms and these tendencies, uh, thoughts and behaviours, then you're really endorsing where you are and you're endorsing burnout. Um, in in some of the um, the workshops that I do, um, I, I talk about normalization of burnout being like a Stockholm syndrome. You just think mm. this is how it is, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. Um, I think it's important to um, to um, empower people too that seeking uh, number one identifying that you are burning out and number two seeking support is not a weakness if anything it is a massive massive strength mm. especially for someone that's that's a high achiever they're ambitious they're driving for they're striving for success you know they're driving their career their business there are so many components that are that are contributing to that burnout which you know you can still have that success um without the burnout Sally, you wrote a book called Health at Heals, um, and it was something I read pretty early on after we connected. And I think it's such a wonderful, um, you know, guide for people who can read a little bit more about your story um, and also get a get a foundational understanding of some of those tips that people can consider if they do identify that they're burning out. And so I really encourage everyone to um, go and check out Sally's book. Um, it's I'll put it in the show notes. But Sal, at the end of every episode of the Power Moves Only podcast, I like to ask every woman who is a guest, what is a power move that you have recently made in your business or in your life that you'd like to share with us? Power move. I love, I love the term. Um, and it is so uh, conducive and synergistic with what you do, Claudia. Um, and I'll be completely honest, my power moves have been inspired a lot by by the work that you do. So thank you. Thank you. Um, my power move, uh, I'll be honest, for my, or I've got an overarching power move for this year in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it's rolling out, I think I'll probably take it forward. It'll be a perpetual power move, is embrace. We don't always have control and that's okay. That's a key part of burnout too. Um, but I think embrace and embracing opportunities, embracing challenges um, would be my power move. So when something does come along that is amazing, um, for me personally, I can very quickly tip into, oh, I've got to quick do it now. And then that leads to overwhelm mm. and then um, a bit of FOMO. So embracing with um, with, a, with a calm follow-up, if you like, I think mm. would be my, my power move. Um, absolutely. And, and just, as I say, going with the flow. So breathe, 
take it in, feel the joy, feel the excitement, feel the challenge if it's not such a great thing. Um, you know, give yourself that five-minute pity party to woe is me and cry and rant and rave, <laughs> time it, and um, and then go, okay, embrace. How am I going to manage this? What am I going to do now? That would be um, my power move. I love that, embrace. And I think, you know, a lot of that feeds into really responding and not reacting to things, whether they're super exciting or super challenging. And, you know, we can experience that spectrum of emotions without really racking our nervous system in a way that, you know, catapults us from, you know, one high to one low and back up again. And I think particularly in business, it can be extraordinary highs and really challenging lows and trying to find a happy medium or a great approach that allows you to respond in a way that supports you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, um, so that we can keep making the impact that we want to in our business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sal, I would love to know where can people find you so that they can connect with you, understand a little bit more about what you do? Uh, Yeah, sure. My website, healththatheals.com.au, there is actually um, a free ebook there at the moment, so um, which has burnout strategies um, that people can take away and, and trial. Um, Instagram, Health That Heals by Sally McGrath and LinkedIn, my um, personal profile and business profile on LinkedIn. So Sally McGrath. Fantastic. And I will put all of those links in the show notes. Sal, thank you so much for coming on the Power Moves Only podcast. I so appreciate you. I so appreciate your expertise and just delighted that we've been connected. Likewise. Thank you so much, Claudia. Thank you. This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by the Power Moves Club, a membership for women in business who want to learn, grow and connect together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Thank you for being along this journey. I can't wait to bring you more. Have an amazing day.